I mean, I played softball for a short period of time, basketball, did swimming, but then I actually settled and I became a competitive bowler for the better part of my entire life, actually. Diz Runs Radio episode 1070 starts in three, two, Welcome back to Diz Runs Radio, where I talk with runners from all corners of the running world about running, life, and everything in between. I'm your host, Denny Cray, and it's just about time to head out the door for an easy run and a great conversation. So if you're ready, then I'm ready. Let's get started. y'all real quick before we dive into today's episode of the show today's episode is brought to you by me by by coach diz by the the coaching options that i have that uh kind of crazy to look back to gosh when did i when did i hang the shingle out as far as coaching was concerned maybe 2015 2016 something like that last last six ish years maybe seven years uh, that I've been been doing the coaching thing, and it kind of turned into something that was just a a little experiment. See if something, you know, see if maybe people might might want to work with me on that front, and uh, has has grown over the years to be something that is is my full time gig. But uh, the the real, you know, best part of it for me has been the relationships that I've gotten to to build and form with the folks that have been with me for, you know, some some still short, some some we're still figuring things out. We're still kind of new to the new to the script. But some of the folks I've been working with, uh, you know, since since day one or since day four, uh, been been around for a while and really gotten to know them, their families, their their lives as well. And I think for me, that's one of the the things that really sets up for a good coaching and athlete relationship is that that long term. I don't want to say commitment because when you work with me, there's no commitment. It's a month to month commitment situation. But that long term relationship that that can form especially when, when we do get off to a halfway decent start and we're, we're on the same page and we relate to each other well, over the years, that, that becomes invaluable. And I think that, that a lot of coaching options out there, and this is not to cast shade on any of my peers in the industry, but a lot of them, it's kind of race to race. You know, you, you work with somebody for a training cycle, maybe you take some time off. And we have a little bit of that around here, but for the most part, most of the folks I work with have been, you know, around for years and the depth of our relationship allows me to be a better coach, allows me to kind of think, allows us to think together. You know, two brains better than one type of situation. But when those two brains are functioning similar to one and you're thinking the same thing that I'm thinking and we're kind of always on the same page and the communication is clear, I just feel like that's something that really sets sets both of us up for success, ultimately sets you up for success as the athlete. But, uh, you know, kind of how this works, if you're having good performance as a runner, you might want to stick with your coach, right? And so that helps to set me up for success as well. Anyway, just, just something to think about. If you're thinking that coaching is just kind of a training plan and, and that's it, I mean, some places that's it, but that's not how I try to set things up. I try to make it, you know, the training plan is a piece of the puzzle, but it's a small piece. It's kind of a, I don't want to say it's an insignificant piece, but the the whole picture is a lot more than just the training plan. And so if you want to kind of check out some of the options that are available as far as different levels of coaching um, and kind of how those might work for you, if that might be something that would work for you, that you would want to have work for you, check out disruns.com slash coaching on that page on the website. It's got all the information. While you're there, go ahead and poke around the website a little bit. Get, get to know me a little bit. Because like I said earlier, you know, that relationship is a key piece of the puzzle. 
maybe even the key piece of the puzzle. And so if, you know, you kind of look at some of my memes and some of my gifs and some of the nonsense that I post and you're like, this clown, then uh, I'll just go ahead and say it may not be the best coaching athlete situation. I like to have a little bit of fun, crack a few jokes, um, take a few jokes, you know, have it go both ways. And so, uh, you know, you listen to the show, you kind of get a, a sense from my vibe. You might still like the show, but wouldn't think we'd work together. That's okay. But if you think we might work well together, disruns.com slash coaching, check it out. Give it a look. Any questions, let me know. Happy to answer them for you. And now after, uh, one of the longest self-sponsor reads of the, uh, of the show of the last eight years, let's wrap this up. Uh, but I'm going to tell you one more time, disruns.com slash coaching. Now, without any further ado, let's go ahead and dive in to today's episode of the show. Hey, y'all. Uh, today's guest is a lady that I've gotten to know a, a little bit recently, and I'm certainly looking forward to diving in a little bit deeper into her story today. Uh, not only is she a fellow, fellow runner, obviously, she's also a running coach, but also she's a fellow charge running coach, which I've, I've been dipping my toes into the charge running waters of late, in case you haven't been paying attention and enjoying it so far. She's She's been there for a while. I don't know how long it's been. We maybe get into that as we go, but she's one of the, the OGs, I think, or at least to me, everybody's an OG at this point, right? When I'm the new guy, everybody's been there forever. Um, but anyway, one way or other, like I said, I've gotten to know her a little bit through through that and looking forward to getting to know her more today. And y'all know, if you've been around for a while, you know that I'm always excited to talk shop with a fellow running coach. So, you know, we'll see where this goes today. We'll try not to get too deep into the weeds, but no promises. But one way or the other, it's time to get the party started and officially welcome Ms. Shelby Schmidt to the show. So thanks for joining us today, Shelby. Really appreciate it. Thank you. I'm really excited to be here. Good, good. Looking forward to it. And, and hopefully we'll have some fun. I'm pretty sure we'll have some fun along the way. And uh, y'all, if you enjoyed today's conversation, kind of want to follow along with, with some of the stuff that Shelby has going on, uh, website runningandschmidt.com. Uh, and that's Schmidt, not what you might have wanted to hear, Running and Schmidt. And that's and spelled out, R-U-N-N-I-N-G-A-N-D-S-C-H-M-I-D-T.com. On Instagram, same same type of thing, just skipping the and. So it's at Running Schmidt on Instagram. Dizruns.com slash 1070. Dizruns.com slash 1070. We'll get you back to the show notes for today. We'll have everything linked up, of course, as per usual to make it easy for you in case you're out and about and forgetting forgetting where's the and, where's not the and, whatever. Just Dizruns.com slash 1070. We got you covered. So, Shelby, the way we always start off each episode of the show um, is with a very simple question. At least it's a simple question to ask. Sometimes it's a simple question to answer. Sometimes it's a little bit complicated. But either way, it's a good place to kind of just start the conversation and see where, it's t- where it takes us. And it's just to simply ask, what is your favorite distance to race and why? So I always feel like I'm an oddity when it comes to this. Because like, I feel like most everybody says a half marathon. They're like, oh, yeah, it's perfect. I actually really prefer a 10K. I like it because you don't really have to overthink it. You don't have to necessarily carry fuel depending on your style and everything. And that 10K, it's like, it's just enough to where you feel like you went a good distance, you worked hard, but you're not completely trashed after it. And it's like, okay, that's, that's my happy place. I like my little happy place right there. Fair enough. I, I, um, I, I'm pretty sure I say this every time somebody says a 10K because it does pop up every, every so often. I wish, I, I don't know, I, you know, in my local area, we've got 5Ks, I mean, legitimately every weekend, you, probably multiple 5Ks half of the weekends, but you can, you can find a 5K anytime you want to. We have like one 10K a year, maybe two. Um, and I always wish that there were more 10Ks because like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's to me like the 5K, just too short and fast and hard and just, yeah, no thanks. But 10K, you know, spread, spread it out a little bit longer, like a little bit more pace control, a little bit more of a slow burn. Like, yeah, that sounds good, but you, I can just never find them. Do you have a lot of 10Ks in your areas, the long, long way to get to that question? 
Okay, so this is really bad. I've actually only raced one 10K. So it's kind of it's kind of like a backwards answer on my part, but I did, and it wasn't even a full, it wasn't even a true 10K. I did the seven mile bridge run in the Florida Keys. So technically it's over the 10K mark because if you've actually been to the seven mile bridge, it's not even seven miles. It's technically 6.8. So really bad in the naming scheme of things. But I just, I, it was exactly what you said. It was enough time to where it's like I could get into the race. I could feel comfortable. I didn't have to just sprint because I am not a fast runner by any means of the imagination. So the 10K, it's like, it gave me a fighting chance. Right, right. <laughs> well, and, and uh, yeah, again, like I, I feel like anytime we go down this 10K route, like, you know, call, calling out to all the, the race directors out there, like a few more 10Ks would be uh, appreciated yet. I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe it's, I don't know what the reason is. We don't need to get into it, but yeah, like 10 K is, is fun. And even if you've only done it once, it doesn't matter what you, if you enjoyed it, Hey, that's, that's your favorite distance. That counts for me. I would like somebody to explain to me why there are not more 10 Ks though. Like I would love to know what rationale there is. Like it doesn't even have to be a good rationale, just something. <laughs> so anybody listening out there, please tell me why on earth are there not more 10 Ks? Cause I would support that mission to get some more around here. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, I, again, yeah, we're, we're, pre, we're singing from the same choir book here, like, like more 10 Ks. And I feel like we're not the only ones, but there's gotta be, there's gotta be some reason, maybe not a good reason, like you said, but there's gotta be some reason. So let us know, if you, know <laughs> if you know what's going on. Uh, so, you know, enjoying a 10 K here and there, enjoying some other, other distances as well, I'm sure. But how'd you get started in the sport of running Shelby? Is it something that's been a uh, long part of your life a little bit more recently? Where'd you, where'd you get your, uh, your intro? Oh, absolutely not anywhere, shape or form, any beginning of my life. Um, I started like a lot of runners. I saw runners out and about and I'm like, Hey, they look like they have their lives together. They look super healthy and everything. And at the time I, um, had just gotten married the year prior, you know, we were starting to think about the kids front. I'm like, okay, I, I need to get healthy. I wasn't very healthy. I didn't have a healthy lifestyle or anything. So I'd always thought running looked really cool. So I'm like, all right, let me, let me try fast forward was not easy to get into it. I still don't have my life together. I'm healthier, but I can also sit and have an entire pizza by myself. So, I mean, take what you want from that. <laughs> but yeah, I just, I, I wasn't happy with where I was at. I wanted to be able to run around with my imaginary children that we were contemplating. And I just kind of, for the first time, stuck with it. By happenstance, I have no new one in my family ran at the time. None of my friends did. It was completely just me going out, going one mailbox at a time. And fast forward eight some odd years later, and now I'm completely obsessed with it and won't shut up about it. Hmm. Well, we are in good company because I, <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like that's pretty close to to my story as well, though we don't, we don't deal with the fast forward dot, dot, dot situation around here very well. We're going to go back and unpack some of that. So one thing that, that you said, and, and we may not unpack all of it because odds are you're going to say something now, and then that's going to take me off on a different tangent and who knows where we'll end up. But um, you said you, you kind of stuck with it this time, you know, eight years ago. Does that mean there were some other, some false starts? It sounds like the false starts along the way. Is that, is that somewhat accurate? Or am I making things up in my own head? Um, not exactly false starts with running in particular, but I was always that kid to where I did a bunch of different activities. I mean, I played softball for a short period of time, basketball, did swimming, um, then went to acting because totally the same thing, right? Right, yeah, of um, 
But then I actually settled and I became a competitive bowler for the better part of my entire life, actually, all through elementary school, middle school, high school, um, was pretty good at it, actually. I went to states and um, won a couple uh, second places in our county tournaments and everything, um, and then did that for a whole bunch of years, and that was pretty much the only sport that I stuck with. And before anybody sends me a DM, yes, bowling is a sport. If you really want to try it, don't use the bumpers, get a good ball. And it's, it's legit. So no hating on the bowling as a sport people. Oh no, we are, we are not, we are going to dive into the bowling a little bit, I think, because every so often, you know, a, a conversation just takes a turn that is beyond unexpected. And I feel like I was a competitive bowler for a while qualifies as a term as a turn that I did not expect to uh to have pop up so um I don't know I mean what's the what's the most obvious question what, what was your what was your best your best best game best series uh best series I probably would say would be in like the 620 area um my highest game capped out at about a 269 so I mean, never pretty legit. never it, it was it was pretty legit I mean again I like not tuning my own horn but I was pretty good um, I think I at one point was ranked in the top 50 in the state of Florida, um, both individually as well as our team. Because uh, again, I did it all throughout high school competitively, and and yeah, I I loved it. It was something to where I was good at. It was air conditioning, which was top <laughs> of the notch in my book. I ate cheese fries while I was doing uh-huh. it. I mean, really, let's let's take a minute. I know this is a running podcast, but <laughs> air conditioning and cheese fries. Anybody else hooked right now? <laughs> I mean, I, I can't argue with that logic, but going back to the don't call bowling not a sport, when we're, when we're having cheese fries at the same time, maybe we're blurring that line a little bit. So, um, <laughs> Well, hey, we take fuel while we're running, I mean, so again. And, and you can make the argument that the quality of a, of a gel pack, like the, the nutritional density that may not be much different than cheese fries. So maybe you've got a point there. You know. um, comp- so competitive bowling, was this, a, was this like – like high school was it like club like what what's what's the governing body of competitive bowling yeah so it was um more competitive in high school I went to like the state tournaments and different tournaments uh before I got into high school but yeah we had a high school bowling team and we would compete throughout the year do our county tournament and then it would go to state tournament um never did any full national competitions um there are some now but Truth be told, running kind of took over at a certain point um, in my adulthood and just kind of fell out of bowling a little bit. I actually met my husband through bowling and he still he still holds the family name and and does all that. But I uh, yeah, after a certain point, I just kind of, you know, everybody in young adulthood, you find different things. You start working, you start having that adult life and you kind of just evolve from there. I haven't actually picked up a bowling ball in about five years since I was pregnant with my daughter, I was terrified of falling. So that was about when I stopped bowling out of pure, just, I wasn't going to, wasn't going to do it. So here's, here's maybe a speculative question, although maybe it's a question for five years ago, the last time you went bowling, we'll get off the bowling thing eventually, I promise. But this is, this is like, I'm just so, so intrigued by the bowling side of the story. Um, After bowling as competitively as you did, and maybe we'll go to five years ago, since I'd rather do that than the speculation situation. The last time you bowled, I mean, I'm assuming, and always correct me if I'm wrong, that you weren't bowling as consistently up to that point. Is it, was it difficult or is it what, you know, what was the experience like of like, you know, feel like getting back out there after you'd been super competitive, bowling at a pretty high level. And then, and then, I mean, was there rust? Like, like, 
I, I think about it from a golfing perspective, and I, not that I was ever a great golfer, but I golfed consistently for a while, and now when every time I, I go golf, maybe once every couple of years, and it's like, who even knows anymore? Like, like I used to be able to shape a shot a little bit. I used to know how, how far this club would hit, how far that club would hit pretty accurately, and now it's all, all a guessing game. Like, is it like that for you with bowling, with the times that you've gone out since you ceased being as, as consistent with the sport? Um, not really. I mean, after high school, after I got off of the more competitive side, I did like those leagues that are at our local bowling alley and everything and stayed within it and still actually even bowled a little bit better than what I was being competitive, which is always how it happens. Right. Um, but, uh, no, I mean, I still retained pretty much the knowledge. I feel like it's like riding a bike. Once you do it for a couple of times, you, you should be good. Right. Just to, first couple of frames to knock the rust off and then you're going to be the ringer like like make it look like you're like, look like you're uh you know just joe blow and then all you know frame frame three to, to ten just knocking them down oh yeah walking like a badass with my custom shoes <laughs> over my shoulder and my bowling ball i mean really oh what's that movie um not the big like big lebowski. lebowski yeah yeah there we go there we go who knew we were going to talk bowling today running life and everything in between certainly includes bowling but my party trick <laughs> yeah you know it's it's uh that's that's one of those that you can pull out every once in a while. You get to the kids' kids' birthday parties at some point. They show up at the bowling alley, and it's just like, you know, all the parents just kind of hanging out, cheese fries, beers, and you're just knocking them down, just putting everybody to shame. Exactly. That's what I've been training for my entire life. There we go. There we go. So getting back to getting back on course here, getting back to, to a bit of running. Um, kind of, you know, like you said, like you see these runners wanting to, to, to try it out a little bit, try to get the life together, all, all the things that we all, you know, wish would magically just happen when we start running. Um, was it a rocky start for you? Because I kind of got that impression too, that it was, you know, eh, like it's, or were you just taken to the sport right away like a duck to water? No, definitely. It was fully rocky. It was one of those things to where I forced myself to go. Mm. And I wasn't, truth be told, enjoying it probably for a good while because I struggled. When I say every single mailbox, like I was just trying to get one on top of the other and stack it up. That's exactly how I started. Um, and I mean, even now there's days where I do not want to go out. I mean, we're normal people, whether people like to believe it or not. Um, but yeah, no, it was really rocky. And again, I didn't have any support. I didn't have anybody to turn to. Um, even social media at the time I wasn't super into. So I was just like the game that couldn't shoot straight. I was just playing it all by ear, assuming what I should do, um, using shoes that I don't even remember what state they were in, but I can assure you it was not anywhere near what they should have been. Um, and no, I, I struggled hard and I really don't know where it turned into. I liked it. Um, but I signed up for a 5k and I said, I'm like, okay, that's the epitome of my running career right here. If I can make it through a 5k, I'm going to be happy and that'll be it. Like that was my, that was my goal after a while. It's just like, let me do a 5k. It was a color run. It was the perfect send off or so I thought. Right. Spoiler alert. Again, if you <laughs> hadn't realized that was a huge lie. Right. Right. Any idea why you stuck with it? Cause it sounds like from, from my perspective and, and that everything was kind of stacked against you. You weren't enjoying it. You didn't have the support system. There were not, it didn't sound like there were anybody really in your life that was a runner that you could, you know, bounce questions off of things like that. Like, like, was there ever a point where you're like, you know what, the hell with it. Like I'll take up bowling again or take up cycling or you know, something different that like try something else and see if you like it better. 
I think it was pretty much after that first 5K that I'm like, okay. I'm like, that was pretty cool because I, I did make it through the 5K. I had one goal, and it was to run the whole thing because that at the time was huge for me. I was determined. And, like, there's no hating on the walk or anything because I love a good run walk. But for me at that time, it was – that was the epitome of me for success was just to have the stamina to make it. And I was not confident. If you would have asked me at the time, I'd probably say there was about a 15% chance that I thought that was going to happen. Um, and then after I was done, I'm like, dude, like I did it. I really didn't think I could. And as far as like going to a different sport, a different activity, again, it was one of those things where I could go out my door. I put my shoes on and I could just do it. I didn't have to have fancy equipment. I didn't have to go anywhere other than just walking out and doing it. And I know that sounds a lot of like cliched running, but it, it really is true at the core. All you got to do is just have motion and you're done in that regard. No, I, and I think that's a good point because I think that, and I'm as guilty of this as anybody, but it's easy to lose sight of the simplicity of the sport. Sometimes we get all our tech and we get all our devices and we get our heart rate straps or, or not, or our watches or not, or our headphones or not. But it's like, we, we can overcomplicate things really easy and that's fine. And it's all well and good. And I'm not hating on it because Lord knows I take way too much stuff with me sometimes, but <laughs> at the same time, there is something refreshing, something kind of pure about just like shoes, shorts, shirt, out the door, let's go. Don't make it more complicated than it needs to be. And I think that's as funny as it is that what I'm at right now, I think I kind of had that arc of base running, just doing it for enjoyment. And then I got bit by that the little competitive bug. And then I kind of had that dip um, to where I was just like, okay, like where do I actually want my running to be? Like not anybody else's definition of where it should be, not expectations, anything of that nature, just where do I want to be? And I think I'm just now literally in this past couple of weeks getting back to that point of just enjoying the run for what it is, not what people think it should be. That's an that's a great way of, of putting it in, in, again, kind of something I feel like if we're honest, we can all kind of relate to, you know, the, like there, there are times when, or at least hopefully not all of us, but probably a lot of us can relate to that, that maybe we get too caught up in the perception and, and maybe, maybe it's, it's a coach thing where it's like, well, I'm not running, you know, Boston times or Olympic times or whatever. So like, how good of a coach can I be? But, um, I, and I don't know if you can point to finger to anything like this. And if not, no worries, we'll move on. But like, is there, is there anything you can identify that helped you get back on this track of like, it's not about everybody else and it's not about their perceptions. Like running is just, it's for me, it's something I enjoy and, and I'm going to focus on that side of the, the equation more. I think long-term really honestly, since I joined charge and I talked about running so much and I've become a coach in general, I really invigorated my own beliefs because what I preach I truly believe like I'm not just saying it for followers or on the mic or anything like that. It's just truly like I at my core believe everybody who sh wants to run should be able to like, I don't care what race you are, what religion you are, what shape, size, anything like I genuinely just don't care. Mm -hmm. I just want everybody to feel like they have a place in the sport. And I think 
reiterating that and truly believing that forced me to turn that belief on myself. Because like you said, I think it's easy to get kind of disillusioned with the running community. I love the running community and we have such great portions of it. But there are that that part that are a little bit more elitist that, oh, well, you don't look like a runner or you're like you said, you're a running coach. Like you should be running way better than what you are. And I think that entire journey kind of got murkied up by each other to where my own beliefs got overshadowed by the perception of what others think I should be as a running coach or as a runner. And again, reiterating it day after day, though, of what I believe to my core forced me to take a step back and saying, okay, well, why am I saying it's okay for everybody else, but I'm not believing it for myself. And it made me sad, quite frankly, because look, if you look at the elites, do I look like an elite? Heck no. Again, I'm, I'm me. I'm not any of them. And I think finally letting go and realizing that I'm not going to be everybody's cup of tea coach and or runner wise and letting myself have the permission that that's okay. And I don't have to be, I just have to be Shelby. And that's, that's where I'm on my personal running journey and figuring out where, where I fit in to my own ideas of the community. I, I, I that would be a, that'd be a good place to stop if we were ready to stop. Cause that's just like hitting, hitting hard, but I'm not ready to, to wrap this up. Just here. we spent too much time <laughs> talking about bowling. We can't, we gotta get, we gotta get a little <laughs> more stuff going on here, but no, I, again, in all seriousness, like I, I love that. And you know, there's, there's so much room under the running tent for, and, and, you know, kind of, I, I think this is what you, what, what I heard you say, if not exactly what you said, but like the, the diversity is what makes running as in the community of running is as great as it is. And yeah, like, we don't all look like the elites, but guess what? Like there's such a small percentage that are the elites. So of course we're not all going to look like the elites or, or whatever the case might be, but that doesn't make us any, any way, shape or form less than, and it's easy, to, easy for me at least to occasionally have, have lost sight of that, but always good to get that, that reminder of that, you know, whatever I do, however I'm doing, that's, that's enough. And whatever somebody else is doing, that's enough. And if we're doing the same thing, cool. If we're at different ends of the spectrum, cool. We're still, we're still runners. And that's what, what matters. Yeah, and it, it was even more solidified for me. I did um, my first triathlon a couple of weeks ago. Um, totally did it on a whim. I'm like, this seems cool. Let's do it. I was in my running rut, and I'm like, okay, I need, I need something different. And I was at a packet pickup and got a snide remark and a snide comment. And, look, I'm a big girl. I've, I've been in the running community. I, I know where a lot of those come from. But I sat there, and I got so angry because I'm like, okay, I can handle it. I can put it in its box, but what, what about the runner or the triathlete or whatever that's sitting there signing up for their first race, trying to better themselves, trying something new. What on earth type of message is that sending? And I was feeling really cruddy about myself going into the triathlon and it kind of lit my fire again. It's like, no, you don't get to make me feel like that. You don't get to say that. And I, I've been joking a lot that I basically did the triathlon as a figurative middle finger to anybody who puts that out there in the community. Because it's, again, it's why. Why am I allowing other people's perceptions to shape my goals and how I feel about my own running? And half the time, those people probably aren't doing it themselves. 
And even if they are, congratulations. I'm so happy for you. Please stop raining on my parade. Right. right. Yeah. It's like it's and, and you know, I would be. I, I'm very hypocritical on here from time to time, but it would be beyond my level of hypocrisy to say that I'm sure that I've said something offhanded, not meaning it, you know, it, I'm human. It, it happens. Right. Right. But yeah. Like, same. What's, what's like, there's nothing good that like, even if you're, you're making some little offhand joke, that's not really necessary, but like, what's the, what's like, it's not going to make your race any better. Like just keep the nonsense to yourself. Let every, you know, again, the more, the merrier, try some things out. How was the first triathlon? It was good. I I had a bit of a freak out the weeks leading up to it because for some reason I decided to get nauseous every time I swam. Yeah, that's which as a Floridian, I feel like my citizen's card's about to get like taken away because um, I basically could swim probably before I could even walk. But uh, no, it was really cool and it was fun to be a beginner again. And I think that helped stoke my fire because after you've done one activity for a while especially now being a coach and talking about it day after day you forget a little bit of that feeling you might remember you might be able to reminisce but to actually feel that it was pretty magical and I'm like yeah that's why I do this because I like that feeling I like that accomplishment I like pushing myself and doing things that literally not even a decade ago, I would have laughed in your face if you told me I was going to do it. You think there'll be, it's, it's quite, oh, sorry. You think there'll be oh, no. more multi-events in the future? Oh, I definitely think I'll do another one. Yeah. I've definitely learned as a runner, never say never. never. I never thought I would do another 5K. As soon as I was done with the 5K, I was exactly on my phone looking up new ones, said, okay, I'll never do more than a 5K. That was a lie. Never do more than a half marathon. That was a lie. So I've just learned to say maybe, mm -hmm. probably, but I definitely do know with the triathlon, I will at least go back to the same event next year and redo it because I was fourth in my age group and I have a vendetta now. I'm like, okay, I'm like, this might be my shot, my one and only shot to ever get on a podium and I am attacking it because <laughs> it would be pretty cool. Again, I can turn that figurative little finger into maybe a, an actual middle right. finger. Right. And stoke the competitive fire a little bit at the same time, which isn't uh, isn't a bad thing. Yeah. Um, shifting into into coaching a little bit, where where did where did that come from? Was that was that something that uh, or kind of what what led you down the path to becoming a coach? So I had played with it on and off because I was seeing people coaching. I'm like, God, that sounds so cool! Just to be able to coach other runners of all levels. Um, but truthfully, I never had the guts to do it. Uh, and then the pandemic happened. <laughs> I, um, I had been in the mortgage business for almost 10 years. And during the pandemic, I got stressful. I was just at my wits end and I said, screw it. I'm done. Um, so I gave my notice. I had the luxury to, to be able to do that. And I said, all right, I'm going to get my certification. And I'm just, I'm going to give this a go. And I started my website. I started my blog and I'm like, all right, let's just, let's just do this. See what happens. Like what's the worst that could happen? I, I really adopted that phrase. Um, I even have it engraved on a necklace that says, don't be afraid to fail, be brave enough to try. And I've really tried since the pandemic to encapsulate those words and that feeling and just go for it and not be so afraid to, to try because what is the worst going to happen? Okay. It doesn't, doesn't work out or no one wants to have me coach them. All right. Well, 
at least I said I could, I tried, I did it. And it's another chapter in my story. Yeah. Yeah. What, so it's been a couple, couple few years now. Um, and it's kind of turned into a thing. That's, that's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. I, I was, I was really excited. Um, I've been working hard and just, again, trying to find my place within the running industry and it's had a couple bumps here and there, but finding the people who are like-minded. And I think first and foremost, leading with the intention of trying to make it inclusive and trying to stay true to what I do believe has been the best thing. And I've, I've coached beginner runners. I've coached somebody to a marathon. I mean, I've, I've, done, I've done the gambit, but just being unapologetically me and yet again running seeped into my everyday life and just kind of brought back a little bit of my fire a little of my gumption back to who I was when I was a lot younger before I started adulting and you know living in the real world and and bringing that vibe back and I've liked it I've liked being the real Shelby again I know I've, I've said this before, and I feel like maybe we're, we're on a similar wavelength, but I'd, I'd love to throw this out there and see what you think. Um, you know, there's a lot of great coaches out there. A lot, Absolutely. A lot of people that tick the boxes. They know, they know their stuff. Obviously, there's certain, certain levels that you – I don't want to say levels, but, like, with experience, you know, that, that's helpful. Um, but, but if you just kind of break it down, you know, putting the plans together, doing some of those types of things that we do as coaches, like, there's a lot of overlap from one coach to the next. And, and I think that one of the real keys to being a, a, not only a good coach, but having that good coach and athlete relationship is that connection between the personalities. Like I'm under no illusions that like I would be a great coach for everybody. Like I'm a great coach for some people, but sometimes the communication styles or philosophies or whatever, those types of things don't line up. Um, so all that to say, like you said, kind of being the real Shelby and, and kind of using that as your coach, um, kudos to you for figuring that out early. Cause I don't know how long it took me to kind of figure that out, but I feel like it, it wasn't maybe as quick as just a couple of years. So, but was that kind of how you led from the beginning or did it take kind of a while to adopt it? Like you can be your true self. And if that turns some people off, that's okay. Cause it's going to attract the right runners at the right times to, to help you help them. And it all works out well together. It's definitely something that's evolved. When I started everything, I was, I was pretty beat down. I just didn't kind of know where I was, who I was. I mean, I've always had a really great sense of self. It's something I pride myself in, but actually showing it and trying to develop a thicker skin too. I mean, look, haters are going to hate, not to quote Taylor Swift, but she, she got it right <laughs> she got there. It. She nailed it. Yeah. She, she nailed it. I mean, if you don't have that song stuck in your head for the rest of the day, then please go, go listen <laughs> to it. Um, but even now, you know, I have my ebbs and flows and I've really just realized that my happiness and everything does matter and to really help people both on and off the run. If I'm not living my true self, one, what message am I sending? And two, am I really going to be happy? Like the whole reason I started this was to be happy, was to do good, to put good out there. So, so what if somebody doesn't like me? Chances are I probably don't like them either. No, I'm just kidding. But it, it is just truly, kidding, but not so much because like, like, yeah. you know, I mean, that, that, again, ha- like, hashtag, sorry, not yeah, sorry. Exactly. 
but it's one of those things to where it's like, look, I, I believe it's one of those to where you want to run a certain way. That is totally great. If we don't jive, that's okay. I will still wish you well. I expect the best. Like, it's okay. Not every, like you said, every runner's going to be different. I am not everybody's cup of tea. I am very raw, raw, soft and fluffy and sparkly. Some people find that highly annoying. I, I mean, I get it. Sometimes I annoy my own family. Hence why I started running as well to, you know, talk about running with people who didn't want me to shut up all the time. <laughs> but um, no, yeah, I mean, it's a constant battle. Look, even again, off the run societal pressures, what, what you face, I mean, it all shapes you. And really, at the end of the day, running otherwise, all you have is yourself. And sometimes you've got to learn that that's just enough. Yeah. All the time, that's just enough. Even when yeah. we want a little bit more. What we yeah. got is what we yeah. got. And so, you know. Fair point. Yeah. But, but again, I, you know, it's human nature, right? Like, the grass is always greener. It's always, oh, I wish I could do X, Y, Z, even though you can, you can do A, B, C. And somebody else that does X, Y, Z wishes they could do A, B, C. So, it's, you know, it's, 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 you're always chasing your tail. Um, especially you start playing the, the comparison game too much and it doesn't, doesn't really get you anywhere. Oh, it's dangerous, man. Dangerous, dangerous time. <laughs> yeah. Um, one thing that I know you had mentioned, and, I, and I'm pretty sure I saw a blog post on it as well, was, is kind of some of the, the ties between running and mental health. And I think there was a post, I don't remember how long ago it was, but something along the lines of like, running is not therapy. And, and it's one of those things that a lot of runners throw out, throw out that, you know, running is my therapy. And, and I think I get the I get both sides of the coin, right? Like, like, like running helps me be a better, like for me personally, running helps me clear my head, helps me figure things out, helps me be a better person and, and maybe a little bit less angry and, and or less volatile or whatever you want to want to call it. Like running makes me a better person. In some cases, therapy does that for other folks. And so it's, it's you can see how you can make a, the correlation. Like, well, running is kind of my therapy instead of going to talk to a therapist. I just go out and run, whatever. Um, but what was, what was your, I don't know, rationale or what, what's your take on it to have written that post and kind of what's, what's your tie in or how do you view the relationship between what running does for us physically, but also what running does for us from a mental health perspective? Yeah. So uh, it's always a tricky portion because I feel like that phrase, it's, it's a really heavy phrase to unpack because you're right. Yes. Running is great for mental health. I am a big proponent of running and mental health or even just movement and mental health as a whole. Like I get it even though this is a running podcast, again, running's not everybody's cup of tea. That's fine. But get up and do something, whether that's a walk, a run, a bike ride, a salsa dance. I don't really care. Um, but I see a lot of times people simplifying it that running's enough. And it's not always the case. You can't run away. We all love the saying, I got 99 problems, but running takes away most of them. Running is it's magical. There's, there's no other way to say it. It does. It clears your head. It is a integral part of my own mental health. I struggle with anxiety. And if I don't run and or move in some capacity, I know it. Everybody around me knows it because it does it. It helps me just quiet my mind for as long as I'm on that run. And I might still think that I can focus on one thought versus 10 thoughts at the same time. But I think it also leads people into a false sense of security that they should only need running. And if running's not enough, then, well, what does that mean? Does that mean that I'm not running right or not running enough or not running correctly? Like whatever it may be. And so when I wrote that, it was more to say that running's not a replacement for everything. Well, yes, some people can just run and 
they're on their merry way, great. But don't feel shame if you get done with a run and you don't feel like a new person. Some things need extra tools in that toolbox and extra steps. And it doesn't make you less of a runner that you don't just feel like a magical sparkling unicorn after. Yeah, no, very, very true. And, and, you know, again, like I said, it's, it's easy to see how that line can get blurred or how, how you could, you know, just kind of passingly say that, but yeah, like sometimes talking to somebody is what you need to do and that's okay. And running can be part of, part of how you take care of your mental health, but it doesn't have to be the only way. So I think that's, that's very well said. Thank you for, for clarifying that. Yeah, well, and it's one of those things, too, to where, again, you take one one thing of mental health, try to fix it with running, but then you can kind of get down that dark hole of then overusing running when you start running every single day, five miles a day, when you're physically not equipped to do that, then you start sparking so many other issues, So I think as a running community and as coaches, we always have to be very mindful of that fact of not overselling what running can do and being mindful that there are other things that may have to be added to that toolbox. So I always like to say running is a great appetizer. It's a great appetizer to the main course. But if you don't deal with the root of your mental health, whether it's a struggle or what have you, you're not going to get the full, the full tummy from that appetizer. You need an entree. You might even need dessert, depending on your, your journey. So don't be afraid to add in those extra pieces and still love the run, but not expect it to be the cure-all. Right, right. And, and I, I kind of think of it both from a personal perspective and as a, as a coach where, like, Running can be running is great. I love it. I, I if, if, you know, left to my you know own devices, I would I would love to run every day, all day, nothing nothing but running. But then you know if if whether it's mental health or whether it's just a tool in the toolbox or or whatever it is, like what happens when you can't run? Like heaven forbid you get an injury or you're sick or you're traveling and you're in a place where you're not so comfortable running and you're like me and you will not run on a treadmill come hell or high water. Like, <laughs> like what what can you do? And I you know like you said, I mean movement like running might be the preferred option, but our bodies need to move. Like I, I'm all in on, you know, movement is, is so important. So like having some other avenues of things that you can do that, that whether it's bowling, whether it's triathlons, whether it's swimming, whether it's strength training, CrossFit, I mean, whatever it is, like you said, salsa dancing, great. But having different, different movement options not only good for us as people, but kind of good for us as running because you're working your body in a different way. Exactly. And like you said, like, what if you can't run? And that's where I've been over the past little bit is I love running. I wanted to run in theory, but it wasn't serving me the way I needed it to. And I think if I had not been a coach, I probably would have just kept doing it with the expectation of like, oh, well, I, I need to go run. I need to go do this. I need X amount of miles. But I'm the first one to tell any of my athletes that if you're not, if you really don't want to, you need to look at the why, because if you just keep forcing yourself, all it's going to do is lead to burnout. There's, there's no way around it. And even when you are burnt out, you got to scale back. 
And I think that's another reason why I did the triathlon. Cause I'm like, Hey, this is different. Like, yeah, running's still there. It kind of scratches that itch, but there's other things like, all right, let me, let me hop in the pool. Let me hop on the bike. Um, and like you said, even being sick or injured, it, what do you do? Mm-hmm. You all of a sudden you put your eggs in all one basket and then that basket gets thrown out the window, stomped on the car. I mean, what are you going to turn to? For you in the, in that period of, of kind of eh, when it comes to running, not really looking forward to it, not really enjoying it so much, was it, was it difficult because not only is running something that you do, the, the act of running that you enjoy, but it's also a profession now. Like, is, has that been, or was that at least in that period, a little bit of a difficult to untangle or, or separate? Or was it like, was it difficult to be a coach and to do the charge classes when like, you're not really into like, like, was that, was that a, a difficult kind of period on, on all fronts or just for the actual physical act of running for you? Really just more for the physical. And I kind of leaned into it when it came to coaching, whether it's my own on charger or the blog or whatever it, I just kind of was like, all right, well, let me talk about this season. Like, let me normalize the fact that, hey, even as a coach, I love talking about it. Doesn't mean I want to go do it. <laughs> and I, I used that as, again, that fire to kind of unpack for myself where my next move was going to be, what I was going to do, how I was feeling, while sharing with the various communities of, hey, this is normal. And kind of went through it in real time and shared my thoughts, my, my things I was doing. And I can't even tell you how many messages I got saying thank you. And that made me feel really good. Like, I don't do it for the kudos, but it means the world to me when somebody takes the time to reach out and appreciates what I'm saying or saying, hey, that made me feel really good because, you know, I'm not loving it right now either. And taking away that, that allure that everybody loves to put on it. And it's like, look again, yeah, I'm a coach, but I'm a runner first. And it does not mean that I just go and feel great on all my runs and have no downtimes. It's like, no, I just get the luxury to talk about it on a live mic half the time. (laughs) Well, and, and yeah, I, I, I've done similar things where it's just like, you know, there's some days where it just sucks. And like, like whether it was the run sucked, whether it was the attitude sucked, the weather's like something sucked, like, you know, and it, and it's just, that's just real life. And, and I hate, I hate all this. Oh, I don't even know if I want to go down. I hate the influencer <laughs> stuff, all the influencer, this influencer, that, but like whether, whether we're influencers, whether we're just, you know, coaches, whatever, whatever we are, I, 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 I will fight you if you try to tell me I'm an influencer, but that's another story. Oh, same, same. Um, I don't like the word influencer. Don't call me it. <laughs> but, but at the same time, like, you know, when, when you've got folks that look up to you, whether it's your athletes, whether it's folks on charge, whether it's people on social media, whatever, like it's, I mean, I've done this too, where it's like, well, God, like they're, they're a coach. So every day must be perfect. And it's like, no, like the struggles you're feeling, I feel them too. And so I think being, just being real and, and honest about that is, is refreshing because you don't have to, especially on social media, you got to kind of look far and wide to find that type of honesty very often because it's, it's always, everything's perfect. And that's just not real life. No, and it's not. And again, going back to like being my true self and being vulnerable, it took me a while to feel comfortable saying like, no, like I'm a solid runner, but it doesn't mean that I'm busting out seven minute mile paces. Mm -hmm. doesn't mean I'm qualifying for Boston and realizing that 
I didn't have to portray that in order to reach people or be successful or whatever that even means anymore. <laughs> but it's, it's, if I'm not putting it out there, how am I actually going to make the community better? And I think about that pretty much every time I post or write, it's like, okay, so how is this going to make anybody feel seen or heard or like it's okay to be a little less than okay. And that's why I, I named actually running and Schmidt because yeah, I wanted to talk about running, but what about all the other Schmidt in life? Mm -hmm. And it really left that door open to, to evolve and grow, which I think is an important thing for everybody to remember again, on or off the run, you're going to change. You're going to evolve. There's going to be some Schmidt or another select word to use, (laughs) but it's, it's going to happen, so let it roll. Let it ride. Right, right. Yeah, and, you know, heaven forbid you wake up one morning at 5 o'clock to try to beat the heat on a Saturday for your long run, and you're less than enthused to get out there. Like, join the club. Like, that's, that's, yeah. that's, that's just, you know, another Saturday for me. But, like, I'm always glad I got out there and got the, the miles done. But if you're not, you know, chomping at the bit at first thing in the morning or after work or on your lunch break or whenever it is that you run, like, if you're not doing that every single day, like, that's okay. Like, you're just human, and join the club. And it's okay to be sad about it. Like, I think that's another thing, too. I I was talking with one of my friends, and I said, for the first time in months, quite frankly, I'm feeling that yearn to run, that itch of, like, okay, like, my body's, like, it's electrified, like, okay, like, when is my running day? Like, when's my next day I'm going to go out? Like, I'm eager. I'm chomping at the bit for it. And I haven't had that in absolute months. Mm -hmm. And it's okay to feel like that. Like I love being able to wake up now and say, yeah, I'm feeling that, but I missed it. It was hard not having it. And I think again, you don't have to be okay that your running goes through evolutions and there's down periods and high periods. But then when you do feel that feeling again, it's like, Hey, old friend, Mm -hmm. what's up? (laughs) Yeah. It it doesn't make the, the rough patch any easier. But it is nice coming out of the backside of it when you're like, when you really are excited and every run maybe isn't great, but like it's better than a not run. And, and you're looking forward to every day getting out there or every day that you're scheduled to get out there. And, and yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a nice little, I guess, maybe reward for, for it, yeah. grinding through the rough patch. It's giving yourself the time and the space. And it's one of those things where I always say, it'll come back. It will. But in order for it to come back, you got to give it some breathing room. It's like a relationship. You can't just smother it. The other person's going to ghost you, stop returning your calls and text and pretending they're busy. So let it breathe. Find something to keep active, keep motivated. You can still run, but taking that pressure off, taking the fixed goals off. Races are great, but if you don't sign up for one, you can still run. You can still, the world will still turn. So give yourself that permission. I'm giving it to you right now. Coach Shelby saying it's okay to relax, take a hiatus, take a full break from running. Des Linden did it and she's fine. So if she can do it, us mere mortals can do it. We'll survive. It might be difficult, but still. Right. Right. And, you know, pandemic, you know, heaven forbid we don't have another pandemic anytime soon, but races aren't going anywhere is where I'm trying to get at. So if you take, take a season off from racing and there's no more, there's not another pandemic, you know, next year, there'll be races. You'll be able to find them. You can get back in it, and it's it's okay if you don't race for six months or eight months or whatever. Like there, th- those you'll still have the opportunity when you're ready 
to scratch that itch to to get out there and and do so. Yeah. Shifting running will always be there. Yeah, absolutely. Which is even even without races, running is always going to be yeah. there. Which is which yeah. is again one of the beauties of of our sport. <laughs> So speaking of always be there, there, there you go. Like, like, you know, I've been doing this long enough. I, I know a good transition when I get one. And even if I don't always get one, I've, I'll figure out a way to make one. Um, always be there. Charge running. We're kind of always there, at least for the most part throughout the day. Um, yes. where did you, where did you get uh, connected with charge? How long, you know, I said you were kind of an OG, but how long, how long really have you been part of the charge team? I think without knowing the exact, I think I've been there about six months. Okay. Um, I saw a call for coaches and I bugged the crud out of them. I'm like, Hey, I'm like, I'm here. I'm available. Like sign me up. (laughs) And literally I, I stocked my email box embarrassingly to wait for that reply email. Well, you got it. You got it. What's (laughs) you know, what, like, like for those that aren't, aren't aware, and I know we've talked about it a little bit. I had Betsy on the show not too long ago. We did a, we did a group run together. Um, but, but how would you, you know, assuming that everybody kind of knows what we're talking about, but maybe that's a, a, a poor assumption to make, how would you explain what charge running does for, for folks that have never heard of the app before? Oh, well, okay. So on a technical side, because I got a long winded <laughs> emotional side, but um, for a technical side, literally you hop on your phone, you go into the app. We have so many live runs. All of our coaches have a different style. Again, I've already fully disclosure. I am fluffy. I am happy, go lucky, cheery. But we have the coaches who are more focused. And we're in your ear, just like this, leading you through. And we can chat with you and actually like say, like, hey, how was your day? Cruddy day? Hey, you know what? Me too. But let's try this, that, and the other thing. And, and it really does take out the running alone aspect And I, full disclosure, wish I had had it when I started running. Because, again, I had no one. Even now in my real life, I have two people, I think, that run. Um, So it gives me that sense of community, too. And, like, even when I'm not coaching, I go on it. I, I sit there, and I'm obsessed with Coach Christine's classes. She knows. Her and I are, like, mothers that or (laughs) sisters from another mister, however you say it. Um, But... It helps me, for, especially for those days that I don't feel like going out that door. It's like, all right, who's coaching? Like, all right, let me let me go in. And even if I don't follow the workout, it literally doesn't matter. And everybody always apologizes. Like, oh, I'm not following your workout today. I'm like, I don't care. It's okay. Right. I'm like, just let me love you. I'm like, <laughs> it's like the puppy that you're going to smother. Like, I will just love you forever for as long as this class is. And even after that. Yeah, it's it's been a lot of fun. I'm still, still wet behind the ears and, and figuring all the <laughs> things out. But... Um, I mean, just, you know, like, like you said, just a chance to, to help people out a little bit and, and try to put a smile on their face while they're out there, you know, especially this time of year as we're recording in, in you know, early July, uh, and even into August when this gets released, like a lot of places, it's still hot, it's still humid. It still can be a little bit of a grind. Uh, so hopefully making that grind a little bit easier, giving a little bit of encouragement, whatever the case might be. Um, lots of, lots of fun on, uh, on, on every run so far, it seems like. It, it really is. And again, like I'm all for the goals. Like if somebody says, Hey, I need to stay within this or that zone or whatever. Like, okay, cool. I got you. Like I know how to turn that on. But my goal with every single class is that I just leave everybody a little bit better than when they came in, because that's, that's my philosophy. That's what I live and breathe because I always say life is hard enough. The run should not be that hard. 
And if it is a hard time, great. Let me figure out if I can help you to try to make it better. I always say I always wanted to do good in my life and put good out into the world. Never knew how I was going to do it. And then, ta-da, uh, running. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and again, I mean, we've talked about a few different avenues of the running community and, and different ways that, that, you know, different parts of the running community can intersect, whether it's the blogs, whether it's the podcasts, whether it's the YouTubes, whether it's the apps, um, whether it's in person. Heaven forbid we talk about in-person running as well. Like, like oh, show them the word. <laughs> yeah, you know, but there's so many, so many ways to, to put good out in the world, and, and you're definitely doing it in it's uh it's it's a pleasure to to be up here in uh in a couple different avenues in the coaching avenue and the charge avenue and, and whatnot yeah. as well so uh certainly continue to do so i'll try to i'll try to keep up with you as well i i hear you're doing pretty good um, yourself there, i'm trying sir. i don't know I, you know i still still figuring some things out but we'll, we'll get there eventually <laughs> um as we're as we're wrapping up shelby I, I i can't let you out the door without some type of philosophical question that's what i call the the final question which isn't really that philosophical it's just kind of um like the introductory question that it's very open-ended. You can take it whichever way you want to go. And that's where we'll wrap it up today. But I'd be curious for, for yourself, um, you know, getting into coaching a couple few years ago, how has being a coach impacted you as Shelby, the runner? Like, is, is there things that you've learned, things that you've implemented? Um, any, anything that you can point to that go, Oh wow. Coaching has helped me do X, Y, Z in my own running. Oh, wow. That's a, that is a loaded question. That should, that should have been the kickoff question there. Um, no, I, uh, I definitely, like on a technical side, easy runs. Mm. I finally have accepted easy runs, and they've become my favorite. I will take an easy run over speed work every day of the week and twice on Sundays, mostly because Sunday is my rest day. But anyway, <laughs> um, I've definitely really focused on that and learned to love them and realize their immense importance. Um, and also my form. Like I say it so much on the mic, like stand tall, shoulders back. And even if I'm just running by myself without the app, without anything, I'm saying it in my head, which is super annoying because it's better when somebody else says it to me. Um, but constantly, even a, a live race that I did uh, the other day, I'm constantly telling myself and I've noticed how much better I feel on my runs. Um, and I touched a little bit on before, but just accepting running for me, running for what I have. Like I have a pie in the sky goal of getting an Olympic trials qualifier. Who knows on God's green earth if it will ever actually happen. But it's taught me to, to say, okay, well, that's a big, hairy goal. Just like any of my athletes have big, hairy goals. How am I going to get there? And then just enjoying the journey and realizing that every run will get me a step closer. Shelby, with the, with the wisdom bombs, the coach wisdom yeah. bombs that she's implemented for herself, hopefully a few of us might implement them as well. Uh, Y'all, if you want more from Shelby, again, runningandschmidt.com is the website and the blog on Instagram at runningschmidt. And you can find her on Charge Running as well. Come on, check us out. Join the party. Always room for a few more folks on Charge. You can get some more of me in your ears on your runs, which, I mean, who doesn't want more of that, you know? So uh, check us out on Charge. And again, disruns.com slash 1070, disruns.com slash 1070. Get you back to the show notes for today. Links, the whole nine as per usual. So, Shelby, thanks for uh, for taking the time today. 
I uh, feel like we probably could have kept going for a while, but at some point, you know, we got to we got to wrap this thing up. Maybe save a, save a few things for a round two at some point down the road. But uh, it's been a pleasure getting to know you a bit more. We'll definitely see you in in the in the app in the charge app around. Um, but again, thanks for the time today, and nothing but the best going forward for you. Thank you, you too. All right, y'all. Thanks so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode of the show. Hope you enjoyed the conversation between Shelby and myself. And as per usual, I'd be curious to know what stood out to you from today's episode. What was your uh, little takeaway du jour? Du jour. For me, lots of, lots of good things in here. Um, but what really stood out was kind of towards the middle of the episode, Shelby kind of talked about you know, a little bit of a motto, a little bit of a mantra, a little bit of a, a way to live where, you know, I think the quote was, or forget, forgive me where I'm wrong, correct me where I'm wrong. Uh, but don't be afraid to fail. Be brave enough to try. And um, I mean, wow, that's that's some deep stuff right there when, when you stop and think about it, because it's easy to be afraid of what might happen, especially if, you know, there's a there's a chance that things could go sideways, that things could go wrong, that things could not work out the way that you would like them to. And I think for a lot of us, you know, I mean, that's that's life. Life is is full of examples where we tried something and failed. And at least for me personally, you know, some of those failures, like none of the failures are really that big of a deal. I mean, you know, in, in the grand scheme of things, like not that big of a deal. Right. But in the moment, like not a whole lot of fun, especially when they're a little bit more out in, out in the public domain, um, kind of sucks, kind of stings. But the times that I've tried something like, you know, a little over eight years ago. Let me start a podcast. See what happens. What you know, it could fail, but let's let's just try it. You know, starting to to dabble in coaching, try some different things, write a book, whatever the case may be. Try a you know, running an ultra marathon. Um, so many things that I was skittish about, hesitant about, nervous about. You know, more often than not, they tend they tend to you know more or less work out. Maybe not perfectly. Maybe not completely as planned. But failure? I mean, not really. Especially if you give it a good effort, at least for me. When I've given it a good effort, things tend to work out. And so, you know, just when Shelby mentioned that that quote, talking about starting her, her business as a coach and just seeing what would happen, it was just it was just a good reminder to me that in running, in life, in family stuff, in, in every aspect, there's, there's plenty of times that I've not done something because I'm af- afraid of what might happen if it didn't work out. Yet more often than not, when I've tried something, it's, it's been a positive, you know, it's, it's, it's again, maybe not been perfect, but it's moved, moved the ball forward and keep moving the ball forward enough in life or in running or in work or in family or in whatever. I mean, you know, that tends to be a good thing. So just a little, uh, I don't know, self-reflection, a little bit of, of deep thoughts with Shelby about not being, as afraid of failure, but looking at it as, as giving it a shot, seeing what happens. Never know. Never know what might happen. Hopefully something good, typically something good. So I don't know. I don't know if that makes any sense. I don't know if that's something that, that hit a chord with you or not, but it definitely hit a chord with me and is, is something that uh, definitely is, is my takeaway from today. Keep thinking about the, the opportunities that present and be brave enough to try. And if it doesn't work, eh, it doesn't work. Moving on, moving on. So uh, with that, we'll go ahead and, and start wrapping this one up. One other little development that has happened in the uh, the time between recording this and it being published is that uh, you know we talked about charge running there for a little bit. 
and kind of gave a little plug. Hey, come check it out. Well, sadly, charge running is uh, is no more. Um, you know, tech startups, some of them hit big, some of them you know stick around for a while, some of them burn burn themselves out, and for a whole host of reasons that I'm not privy to, and it doesn't really matter. Um, charges has shut it down a couple of days, or actually yesterday, as this episode comes out on the first of August, July twenty third or July thirty first was our our final day in operation. And so um, if this conversation urged you or made you think about, hey, maybe let's go check this out. Ah, Sorry, sorry. It's not not a thing anymore. Hopefully, maybe someday coming back, you know, who knows what the future might hold, but uh, just ran out of funding and, you know, had to had to pull the plug. So, uh, to everybody in the Charge family, listen to this. Thanks for for welcoming me, welcoming me into your arms, welcoming Shelby before me as well. Uh, it's, it's been it's been a great ride, and hopefully uh, we can ride again soon. But uh, and when 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 we do, if we do, if we're brave enough to try again, um, maybe come check it out, and and we'll see what we'll see what happens from there. But uh, thankfully, the founders were brave enough to try, had a good run. Um, you know, it is what it is at this point onward to the next chapter. So anyway, just wanted to put that out there in case you had thought about going and checking, checking charge out. Uh, not so much, not so much. Anyway, that's where on that, on that dreary note, let's wrap this thing up. I uh, hope you enjoyed the conversation. Save for that last little Debbie Downer news about charge. As always, we'd love to hear what you thought about it. What was your takeaway? What'd you think about, you know, Shelby's outlook on different things? Uh, whatever you're willing to share, I would love to hear it. You can always find me on social media at Dizruns on Twitter, at Dizruns on Instagram. You can also shoot me an email, of course, at Dizruns uh, at gmail.com. And you can also, also head over to the show notes for today. Photos, links, the whole nine as per usual. Dizruns.com slash 1070, Dizruns.com slash 1070. Check out the show notes. Check out the links. Check out that comment section at the bottom of the page. Feel free to leave your feedback there, and I will get back to you or respond accordingly based on whatever it is that you leave. Uh, always love to hear your thoughts and whatever method works best for you when you're willing and able to share them. And uh, with that, we'll go ahead and wrap this one up. Again, if you're if you're in the market for a coach, hey, you know, I, not that Shelby's paying me, but hey, she's a coach as well. Maybe check out what she's got if you think that her vibe might be the right one for you. If you think my vibe might be the right one for you, check it out, disruns.com slash coaching. The different options that are available are all there. I like to think pretty clearly uh, delineated, pretty clearly explained. But if, if you have any questions, as always, feel free to reach out, shoot me a message, shoot me an email, and uh, I'll an- simply answer your questions. Not try to push you, not try to coerce you, not try to, to make you feel pressured that you need to sign up with me. No, 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 no. I, I, don't, want, I don't want that. If that's how we get started as a, as a coach-athlete relation. Um, I feel like we're just setting ourselves up for failure. I'd rather, I'd rather give you the information and you'd be like, hell yeah, this is what I want, or eh, I don't know. In which case, maybe check out Shelby, maybe check out some of the other coaches we've had on the show over the years and see if maybe their vibe might be better for you. But again, disruns.com slash coaching is a place to get started for me. Check it out. Questions, let me know. And with that, let's go ahead and put a bow on this one, an orange-colored bow in uh, honor of... Our, our charge running family orange was kind of our color so we'll uh, we'll go with an orange bow for today thanks for the time thanks for the attention thanks for taking shelby and i with you today if you enjoyed this conversation go ahead and hit that share button that's always helpful as well and until next time y'all be well take good care thanks again for listening and uh, we'll talk soon right later y'all